1: This podcast is brought to you by another podcast from the Neurali Media Company, hosted by Jordan Michaelides. Uncommon is a show of interviews about business investing and
2: self-improvement.
1: Get it in your ears wherever you go to listen to your podcasts and on
2: iTunes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Howler on this fabulous Sunday afternoon for the first ever recording of Just Make The Thing. Would you please put your hands together and welcome to the stage, your fabulous host, it's Claire Tonti! Hello, hello, hello! I should talk
1: into the microphone! Ah. Oh everybody it's like real people here it's so exciting oh my goodness okay so hello and welcome to the very first live show of just make the thing before we start can we just get another round of applause for everyone being here on a Sunday come on yeah give us a round of applause okay thanks I'm just gonna go home now because I really enjoyed that so uh thank you very much I just wanted to start with a bit of a quote because that's what we normally do with this show, with this podcast. So I know I'm sure there are some people out there going, what even is a podcast and what is this thing that we do? This show started because I am very terrible at continuing to do things. So I start things a lot and rarely finish them. And I want to start with this quote from Charlie Chaplin, of all people. Failure is unimportant. It takes courage to make a fool of yourself. So um, if that's what happens today, that's okay. Because courage is good, right? It's good. Um, I wanted to start as well with a little bit of a story. So, I've always been a big ideas girl, a bit of a grand plan, big schemer, and often that lands me in spectacular trouble, and I wanted to take you back to primary school. Are you with me? Oh, God. Yeah. It was was a hard time for little Claire. Claire was uh, pretty chubby, uh, pretty nerdy, loved... uh, like Harry Potter a lot, and she would just read a lot and was a bit of a loner, but she had a grand plan because the year before, in grade five, a girl called Brianna the coolest girl in school with beautiful curly hair had dressed up for Footy Colors Day. You remember that, like, Footy Colors Day where you pay $2 and you dress up? She had dressed up in her Melbourne Demons costume with full on face paint and, like, a big wig, and everybody loved it. And she got to go on stage and get, got, like, with the principal and got a big round of applause. And I was like, cool, okay, grade six is gonna be my year, that's it. Everyone's going to love me when I get up there on stage and I've got my face paint on because I had forgotten on Footy Colours Day that it was even Footy Colours Day and I just rocked up in my school uniform. Ooh, big mistake. So, came a year later, I spent all year grand planning and scheming and I get there on Footy Colours Day of the week of Footy Colours Day and I got sick. I got the flu and so for a couple of days I was at home just like planning my costume. Anyway, the day arrived and I put on my Geelong colours, my blue and white striped face paint and my wig and my big pants and I was so excited and because I, I was so excited and I took so with with my makeup, I got to school late. So I'm in grade six, you have to imagine, it's in Doncaster, you know those old school doors where the doors are this big and the windows up here so you can't actually see into the classroom and I'm there. At the door, it's like 9 o'clock, so the bell's already gone. Everyone's already seated. I'm like, right, this is my moment, my grand plan. It's really going to work. Is everyone feeling really cringy right now? (laughs) I can feel the room. everyone's like, oh, God. So anyway, so I get there, and I open the door, and I'm like, this is going to be my moment, guys. And I open it, and everyone is sitting on the floor in just casual clothes. Just, just casually, casual, casual clothes. And Brianna is sitting there in her beautiful, cute little jumper and just staring at me. And I'm full makeup, like gone the whole hog. Because that's me, like full on what, blue or white style face mate. And my teacher, who was really cool and hip at the time, was like, oh, Claire, you look fantastic. We just changed the day because it's not Footy Colours Day anymore. We just thought, casual clothes, but you look amazing. Be who you are. And so... <laughs> I know, oh my god, I can't, why am I even telling you this? Like, why am I telling anyway, oh god. And so I'm there and I just hear a couple of boys in the background go (coughs) and then someone else is laughing. And the teacher who thought she was cool decided I should wear that face paint until recess because I should be who I am. So I just sit in my class with a wig on and face paint for two hours all the way through Looch Sea. So that is one of the examples of me spectacularly failing, spectacularly. But I've written a little letter to that 11-year-old girl that I wanted to share with you. And if anyone is out there who likes to make things or wants to make things or has a thing that they'd love to do and hasn't got around to doing it, this is kind of a letter to myself but also maybe to you as well. Because I think life is about scaring yourself and taking risks and failing spectacularly, because if you don't, you never get anywhere. You never change, you never grow. So here's my little letter. Here's what I've learnt, dear girl, um, at the ripe old age of 33, and what I wish I could tell you right back then as you're slowly going red under your face paint, wishing the ground would swallow you whole in front of your five-six class. You, my dear, are a legend. You don't know it yet, but your big ideas will take you places that you never thought they would. They'll take you all the way to Halabar in Brunswick. Woo! so exciting. No, it really is exciting. (laughs) Um, They'll see you on all sorts of adventures. They'll keep embarrassing you. You'll keep failing all over the place. But they'll also lift you up and make you better and bring incredible people into your life. So don't stop making things and dreaming things, dear heart. For those things in the end will give you wings. Yeah. <laughs> and I really I really believe that. I think that if you don't scare yourself and you're not that kid dreaming of the things that you could do. Sometimes we become adults and we forget. We forget about those things that we wanted to do when we were kids and we sort of tried our way through our lives. And so today I want to introduce you to some of the incredible people that I have met and who I've roped into my grand schemes. And this one seems to have come off because it's our 60th episode I know so cool right 60 episodes you knew like a year ago when I told my lovely co-host who I'm going to bring out now that we were going to do a podcast um, and she had no idea what I even meant but she said yes because I'm a grand planner and I'm really good at roping people in Um, and so I'd love you to love to introduce you first to Chanel Luchev, who I sometimes affectionately call shambles, who is a lawyer by day and a yoga instructor by night. Um, Can you give her a big round of applause for me? That'll be great. Chanel! Woo! Come on out, my friends. Hello. Hello. Now I'm going to sit down let's all settle in here. Hello. Hello. How are
3: you feeling? A little nervous,
1: yeah, and excited, and she's also pregnant. I am as well. I know. <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> Bet you didn't think you'd get a round of applause for that one. I
3: didn't. No, I didn't. but very cool. Thanks, everybody. You're yeah, support.
1: <laughs> and so so for anyone who doesn't know, Chanel is a lawyer with the Department of Justice, right? Yes. But your big thing when we started this podcast was you wanted to be a yoga teacher. I did. Correct. And now you are one. I am. Yeah. yeah. A pregnant
3: one. A pregnant Doing one. Doing yeah. downward dog. But that's cool. <laughs> You're <laughs> you. Yeah. you. Yeah. So you wanted to talk about persistence today. I did. So for anyone who hasn't had a chance to listen to the podcast, podcast. I feel like over the course of my yoga journey, I hate the word journey, but that's all I can think of right now. You do use journey a lot. I do. So do I. Do. I. I. Sorry. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, there's been a few setbacks which have required some persistence. So I guess the first is deciding to actually go and take a course and learn how to teach a class professionally, which I thought would be really easy and just would be something I could do after hours and it'd be fun and it wouldn't take any level of effort because you just assume you're good at something I don't know so I went to classes and realized a I get really bad stage fright um so trying to instruct a group of 30 people and not get your left and right arms confused is actually harder than it looks and I dragged you onto a stage (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry um that's right and having people actually like what you do and not just assuming because you enjoy it that everyone else is going to enjoy it too. So you have your friends and you have your supporters that want to help you, but teaching yoga is kind of like getting people to go to the gym. So everyone has the best of intentions, but then they just want to go and have lunch or just not exercise. So it's it's been an interesting experience trying to find... A community of people at the Department of Justice, which is where I work, that actually want to come to class, like the class I deliver, and then actually keep coming. So sometimes I've had two people, sometimes I've had ten, and then like there were some odd occasions where I had one person, and inside, because it's my creative thing, I just died a little inside. It's <laughs> like nobody likes me, nobody wants to come to my classes. But um, with persistence and over time, I've grown a community of students who enjoy coming and they get a lot out of it, which has and been really good. did the building that you were yoguring in, like, catch fire and had
1: some major sewage? Yes. Explosions? Well, the
3: adjacent building, yes. There was a sewerage slash fire issue. So the... <laughs> So I don't know. Actually, I'm not sure in what order it happened, but either way, it's gross. And um, the room that I'd booked and was like a nice space to practice then became filled with office staff. So I had to relocate very quickly and hope to God that people would follow me. So, um, and luckily that, you know, they have. So that's been wonderful. But it has been, again, a lesson in things not necessarily working out the way that you want them to, but just persisting and reaching out to the people that, want to, I guess, improve their lives and like the thing that you do. And eventually you'll find a community of people that love it too. So I guess the last thing in terms of persistence would be, and this isn't really a failure, the whole pregnancy thing. I didn't realise how much it would affect my body. I I think I naively or maybe egotistically assume that, like, I'm healthy, I'm fit, I eat well, I'm not going to let no baby tell me what I can and can't do. <laughs> But I am so tired. I'm just so tired. (laughs) And my back hurts. And, like, trying to twist when you've got, like, a stomach in the way is just so much harder than it used to be. So learning how to adjust and be a bit kind to my body. And then also... It's been a fun experience still trying to teach people and pretend like nothing's happening inside you when really you're cramping and tired and yeah, feeling when you're a little growing, bit
1: sick. And <laughs> you're growing elbows, mate. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you're growing elbows and ears in there.
3: Yeah. It's crazy. Women are crazy. What yeah, we can do. it's crazy. We're like superheroes.
1: <laughs> really? It's so incredible. I think persistence is one of those things when you're making something or starting in something that I have had zero goodness at doing. That didn't make any sense. You know, like I just, I, and I, that's what I so admire about you, that I will start a thing until the cows come home, but sticking at something, I think can be really difficult for people. Yeah. And I wonder if we I don't think I'm alone in that. I think there's a lot of people out there who can start things and not keep going with them for whatever reason and you often end up giving up. Yeah. And so I think to actually get something made, like 60 episodes of a podcast, you need someone like you who doesn't like starting things <laughs> and needs your friend to like elbow you into doing them. But yeah. then you've got all of that persistence. Yeah. Is there something that you say in your head to yourself it keeps you making stuff? Like, why do you have so much? Well, persistence?
3: I think internally, I'm quite a stubborn person. So when I've made a commitment to do something, and also I announce to the world that I'm going to do it, that I just have to succeed at it. So I told people I wanted to teach, I wanted to be a teacher. And people always ask you that question. So how's it going? How's your classes going? Are you still teaching? So Partially, maybe it's to save a bit of face, I don't know. But, yeah, I think it's it's just I've decided this is what I want to do. I also don't want to look back at some point in time and regret the fact that I never gave it a go. So even if my life changes again over the course of the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years and it's just not something I can fit into my life along with my day job and other commitments, that's fine. But at least I'll feel like I've really tried and, and I won't regret that time. No regrets, Now, No
1: regrets. live with no regrets. <laughs> Correct. Exactly. Okay. Well, on that note, I think we should bring out our third mm-hmm. guest for today. He is a, a man who makes many things. He makes Mr. Sunday movies. He makes a podcast called The Weekly Planet, and he also happens to be my husband, Mand as well. Manned? man <laughs> man as well. God, I can't even talk. Thanks for being here. Um, <laughs> So, uh, without further ado, can you give a big round of applause for James Clement? Look who it is. Why do you have two beers?
4: One's nearly empty, so I... Uh, oh, okay. So, yeah, he's just... unprepared. Just... Oh, God, he's going to... I've fall. had a few backstage. That's
1: <laughs> You really hate live shows, don't you?
4: I was not prepared when you called me, so I was like, oh, shit, that's me. All right, let's go. Yeah,
1: let's go. Let's bring your beers along.
4: We can't really hear you back there, but it's, is it going well, I think? I
1: think it's going pretty well. Yeah, it's not going too bad. Right. But all these lovely people here, it's nice. <laughs> cool. Are you right?
4: I'm good. i am nearly finished this one, and then I'm going to... Okay.
1: <laughs> no, no, I'm okay. I'm good. Okay, while James finishes <laughs> his beer... Who, um, anyone listen to the stuff that he does? Give a bit of a cheer if you listen to some stuff.
3: Yeah, good. Thank cool. you.
1: Why? No, Aye, come on. No, he's, he makes some really, really great stuff. So, oh, God. Nothing but okay. professionalism in the Sunday household. Can I ask you some things? Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. My first question for you, James. Um.
4: <laughs> it's a free? <laughs>
1: You can tell he's just excited that he hasn't had to organise anything. He's just got yeah. to turn up. I was like, "No." I'm,
4: I'm nick masoning it, you know, just.
1: You are. You're really nick masoning sick it. Sick burn
4: for that guy. Who's not here. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So tell me, why? Why do you have a drinking problem? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs>
4: it's having a kid. Uh.
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. No. True story. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, Chanel. <laughs> no. drinking I'm, <joking. laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, So, tell me about why you make the things that you make.
4: Uh, For me, it's just like, it's a compulsion. It's like a thing that I feel like I need to do. Even when I was working full-time, I'm here. Matt is here, who I used to work with. Hi, Matt. Hello, Matt. I had a kiss as well. uh, It kind of really uh, kind of hit me when I started teaching because I realised that, you know, I'm getting older, I'm running out of time, so I just ended up, you know, as much as I enjoyed teaching and I did, you know, I needed this kind of creative output in my spare time. And even though it's just this stupid thing where I'm just kind of, screaming about Spider-Man to nobody, which is what it initially was. Uh, it, it still felt, you know, I felt like I needed to be moving forward and needed to be doing something. So, and the, also the busier I got, I found the more that I wanted to kind of do more. The more I did, the more I kind of kept wanting to do. Yeah, if that makes sense.
1: It does make sense. At the time, it didn't make so much sense because no. he was often just in the spare room yelling about Batman for no reason and, I could, and playing video games. And so I had to tell all our friends and family that he played video games a lot because he didn't like to tell anyone. Yeah,
4: so that was the thing, yeah. because it was, it was nothing for so long. And even after it started to pick up a bit of traction, I didn't like telling people what I, what I was doing, because I felt like this is just some weird thing that, you know, nobody's really interested in. And I'm still funny about, like, telling people I don't really know, because often they'll be like, oh, I'll, I'll give it a listen. I'm like, no, it's not for you. You won't, <laughs> you believe me, you won't like it. Because then, inevitably, if they do listen, they're like, yes, yeah, it was good, I, I, I didn't know Aww. what you were saying, but... <laughs> You know, there's a lot of volume, you know what I mean? And so I like that other people listen to it, but I, I don't necessarily need people that in my life that I know personally to listen to it. That's, that's awkward to me. It's better for me when it goes out to people who I don't um, know, I think, makes it easier, yeah.
1: <laughs> it is kind of, I think that's one of the things that people struggle with a lot when they're making stuff too is that that fear of what people will think of it Because it's really personal,
4: right? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, because the last thing you want to do is put something out. I mean, it's hard enough when people are just like, "This is crap and you suck," and they're people that you don't know. But when it's people that you do know, they do just walking down
3: the
1: street. You suck.
4: I could open my phone and one of the last five messages in it, (laughs) comments, will be something like that. But I, I think it's harder coming from people that you that you know, especially when. I know, I don't, when they say, I enjoy it, I don't believe them because, you know, because I know if somebody showed me something that I didn't like that I knew, I would just say that I enjoyed it. So
3: I can't ever... Out of politeness.
4: Yeah, out of politeness, (laughs) yeah, because I'm not a monster. So (laughs) I feel like, yeah, that, yeah, that's why, uh, um, whatever I was saying, that was the point of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. And that's all he'll say again now because he's gone back to drinking. He's (laughs) he's a dad, so, you know. That's right. You don't get to drink very often. No. This is very, very exciting. Mm. One thing I also wanted to ask you, because I get asked this quite a lot, how do you decide what it is that you want to do? Like, how did you decide that Mr. Sunday Movies and The Weekly Planet was the thing, and you wanted to rope in your weirdo friend, Nick Mason? <laughs> like, what?
4: Another sick burn of I know. Nick Mason, who's not here.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry, he's not here, so I could say whatever. That's his own fault. He's like. got his work
4: Christmas party or whatever. It's his own bloody fault. Correct. But, uh, no, I think it was, well, for me, it was, these are things that I like talking about anyway. Uh, me and Nick used, used to just talk about this. In, I've talked about this before on my show, but in our spare time, we used to just talk about this stuff. You know, We used to go for walks at night a lot, so it would hit like 11 o'clock and we'd, just, we'd go for a walk for a couple of hours. and just, just talk about this kind of stuff or just whatever, really. So it was just about funneling that into something else. I thought maybe someone might be interested in this at some point. So, it was, so I started with the videos and then I thought when that gets a bit of traction, because we were away as well because we were living in the Kimberley, when I get back, you know, I, I spoke to him on the phone. I'm like, when I get back, I want to do this thing. Are you interested in doing it? And he's like, yep. And so then that's kind of how it kicked how off the podcast. How it yeah. started.
1: Cool. Okay, well, thanks for that, James. No problem. Your job is now done. <laughs> I can relax. Hello, it's Claire, just dropping into this live show episode to tell you a little bit more about our sponsor for this week, The Uncommon Podcast. Jordan Michaelides hosts this fascinating show about business investing and self-improvement. He's had incredible guests, including Jeff Kennett, Tom Ballard, Holly Ransom, Bernard Salt AM and Dr. Carl. It's a show for people who want to improve themselves, who want to gain knowledge from people who are doing incredible things. And I reckon if you're into this show, Just Make the Thing, this might just be your cup of tea. You can find Uncommon wherever you get your podcast from and in iTunes or it's part of the Neurale Media Company. So you can go to neurale.com forward slash podcast to get a feel for the conversation i'll put some links in the show notes below but i would highly recommend going over to listen to this podcast it's brilliant and jordan is a listener of our show too so let's share the love around so that's the uncommon podcast okay back to the live show (laughs) so to now bring out two more people that some of you may or may not know. These two create a podcast with another guy called Matt Stewart, which do go on, another one of the podcasts on our network, Planet Broadcasting. And they're also a very funny, I think so, maybe not, Jess Perkins. Jess, can I bring out, please, with no further ado, and a big round of applause, Jess Beckins and Dave Wanneke. Yay! <laughs> aw, they're such
5: good
3: friends. Such we're good, we're friends.
5: good friends once we hit a stage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Backstage, yeah. we do not speak.
1: Yeah, I know. They were sitting on opposite sides of the green room. It, yeah. was,
5: it was real awkward back Sorry there. to pull the curtain back a bit there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs>
2: yeah, you, you've been really quite sick and now I'm thinking I need to wash my hands. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about
5: that. Yeah, I know.
1: We went to we'd get you here. You had tonsillitis. I
5: always have tonsillitis. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. It's kind of part of my thing now.
1: <laughs> it is. It's my Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Lucky you've got a lot of persistence. Yes. you committed. And I'm very. And I'm, you're a lady boss,
5: I see. Yeah, I'm a lady boss. Yeah. And a t shirt I bought for myself. <laughs> kind of feels like something somebody else should call you. Not yeah. like, I'm a lady boss. Yeah. I'm, I'm self employed, which is a creative's way of saying unemployed.
2: Um, <laughs> I was wearing a shirt that said Man Boss backstage and uh, they made me take it off, so uh, (laughs) so I'm wearing this. (laughs) Okay,
1: so Jess, I'm going to ask you some things first. I'm going to eyeball you. Get ready. I'm excited. Oh, I know. Okay, so first up, tell us what you make because you make a lot of things. You do a lot of things.
5: Yeah, I do a few different things. So I do do a podcast with Dave and Matt Stewart called Do Go On um, and we've been doing that for three years. Um, I'm also a stand-up comedian and a radio presenter on Triple J, which I'll be doing tonight if anybody's awake from 1am to (laughs) 6am. Tune in. It'll be me going, why am I here? (laughs) That'll be the subtext. I don't say it, but I think it. Yeah, I like dog acts that
1: you do. Yeah, dog oh, God, that sounds... It's a radio segment, right?
5: Yes, I do a segment on Wednesdays uh, called Dog Acts and I'm the dog judge and people <laughs> call up and say, my mate didn't buy a round at the pub, he's a dog. And I go, no, he's not. <laughs> or, yes, he is, depending on my ruling.
1: Yeah, I like that. Yeah. I feel like you have a lot of background in that said really
5: yeah. yeah. of lady dog boss, acts. So. I'm a lady boss. I'm very exactly. judgmental. Yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> correct. Exactly right. You should have dog boss on dog your shirt right, I'll get a custom-made <laughs> T-shirt. Dog boss. Correct. Boss of the dog. Okay, so I don't know where I'm going with that. Let's <laughs> move on. Um, so what I wanted to ask you, I guess, about is from when you started doing this comedian stuff and creating
5: and working for yourself to now... What have you learned? Do you that, think that? And this is something I've come up with relatively recently. What I've learned is that nothing matters, <laughs> <laughs> and we all die. Big fan of nothing. Yeah, that's what I've learned. No, re- really, though. Quite recently, I think I've gone a little bit nihilist, and I'm like, "Fuck it, nothing matters. The world is pointless." But it's not. I think what I've it, It is, but... We're all going to die one day. We are all going to die. And I think the thing is it doesn't matter what fancy car you drive or how much money is in your bank account or where you live. If you've got a roof over your head, and that's really the basic thing that I want is a roof over my head and maybe some food, um, then you're doing okay and that you can't take any of that materialistic stuff with you. I think the only way that you do kind of live on is in the memories of other people and how you've affected people around you or people who have listened to your podcast, listened to your radio show, whatever it is, have seen your art or have read your book. So that's kind of... It's changed my focus a lot or my feeling about where I'm at in my life, if that makes sense. You do compare yourself a lot to people around you or people on social media especially, like people you went to school with who are on to baby number three, and you're like, why? But weirdly still threatened by it. <laughs> It's like, should I have three kids? (laughs) No. Do you want three? No, I don't want any. So, no. Like, you just do what you want to do. Not if, like, if what you want to do is murder people, don't do that. But (laughs) do what makes you happy and what makes the world around you a better place. And that's all that really matters at the end of the day.
1: I would totally... No, I would not agree with that. That I disagree. It's all about
5: money. Yeah,
1: right? Exactly. No, I totally agree with that. I think once you can hold that in your head that we're all going to die one day, sounds terrible, but once you can hold that truth and know that nothing matters that much and everything matters then because life is about getting out there and trying new things. I know this sounds really naff and a bit corny, but I think life, it really is true that life is short, right? And that none of us know how long we're going to be here for. And so if there are things that you want to do or say or make or be, you've got to just, you've got to start it. Because otherwise, like, what's the point, I Mm. think? And you've been through a big thing recently with your partner. Do you want to talk us a little bit about what 's happened yeah
5: so my um, my partner 's dad uh, was diagnosed with a brain tumor in August of last year on his birthday too, and uh, it was very aggressive he he did unfortunately pass away a little over a month ago, and I think that 's where this whole feeling for me has just been like it doesn 't matter, and also I think the the main thing as well has been that i haven 't wanted to do my thing I think grief can bring out a lot of great stuff in visual artists and musicians and writers and some comedians, but not this comedian. This whole year, I've not I've gigged like six times this year because I haven't really felt like making witty observations about the world when my world was quite bleak or it felt it anyway. So I think that's kind of where this whole thing of it doesn't matter and what actually matters is connections, whether it's with family or friends or uh, audiences or whatever it may be. The, the only thing that actually matters to me, anyway, and obviously you can argue, but I think it would just be connecting with other people mm. would be the, the only thing that actually means anything,
1: you know? Yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> Except let's all hold hands and sing kumbaya. <laughs> no, I, to- I, I completely agree because that's why we're here, right? And yeah. I guess that's what you guys do as comedians and artists too. It's about creating stuff that connects with other people mm. and lands, I think. And you can't make stuff without that without thinking about the people that are gonna watch it and, and and that's what we've been so lucky with I think with Planet Broadcasting and that's the our podcast network that we've done is that we've got to meet all these really interesting people and then people come and, and listen. And Tim, exactly hello Tim. But that's the that's kind of the biggest joy I think for us and for people who are involved in our network and for James and I too that James gets to drink beer. On stage in front of people, but people mainly.
4: paid money to come yeah, in, yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> <to> see this, <laughs>
1: yeah. But also that we get to meet such interesting people, I think too. On that, as well, I wanted to tell another little story, and I promise to be the last one because my dad. I was trying to figure out why it is that I always end up kind of doing these big, scary things, and sometimes they come off spectacularly, and sometimes they bottom out and fail. And I think I got it from my dad, um, because he passed away four years ago this year. And at the time when I was a kid and I was sort of 14, I just thought he was the most embarrassing person that I knew in my whole life. Just so embarrassing, Dad. Just stop, Dad. Stop even, like, talking. This is awful. And I remember there was one time Dad loved to sing, nothing better than an audience. And we all went together to church at Christmas time. And Dad could not believe that Christmas Eve there was no singing, just like no choir or anything. And we were all like, it's cool, Dad. It's Christmas Eve. It's totally fine. But he was, just couldn't believe it. And so during communion, I don't know if anyone out there um, is Catholic or grew up Catholic like I did, but, at, you know, you walk up to get communion and as you're walking up, my dad in this like massive baritone, like I don't know if you've seen Mr Bean, have you guys seen that episode of Mr. Bean where he's singing in church and he's like, bah, 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 bah. yeah, it was that. Dad started singing Silent Night with the loudest, loudest <laughs> voice I have ever heard and totally committed, like so committed. Silent
5: Night.
4: Oh. To the oh, whole
1: thing. Okay. <laughs> ru- I'm really just like building the vibe in the room. Okay, right. So, anyway, and so, literally, and so he's, while he's singing, he's staring at me and my brothers and sisters and my mum. We're all in one pew in the row, and he's just stout singing, Holy Night, and just staring at us with these daggers, like, guys, join in. It's Christmas. You've got to sing. Anyway, He keeps singing as he's walking up the aisle, got his communion all the way around, and nobody joined in. It was a packed-out church. Not a single person joined in. He did all four verses. Four even know the words to the final verse, right?
2: It, it becomes more obscure as he goes along. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. If they haven't joined in the first verse, they're not going to join yes, in.
1: I know. But my dad did not believe in embarrassment, right? He just didn't feel it, didn't care. He was so committed. And at the time, at a four, as a 14-year-old, I was so mortified. <laughs> and the only person that did join in at one point while he's, he's staring at us the whole time seeing, was one little old lady for the very last line who was like, Holy night! Oh, Scott, like right at the very end, and that was it, right? And so the mass finished. Dad was so annoyed that we didn't sing because obviously music. And at the time, I like was just didn't talk to him for like a week. I was like, that is awful. And now I think back and I think, bloody great job, Dad! Like great job, because yeah. that's what life is, right? Like, yes, sometimes you do stuff.
4: So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on LinkedIn.com people
2: today.
1: But he was also a writer. He wrote lots of books. He, he took lots and lots of risks in his life. And ended up meeting incredible people and doing amazing things because he had this innate ability to just jump in and sing silent night <laughs> with no shame. And I and so I really I wish that I could tell that to him now, because I never got to, and just say, You're bloody all right, Dad. Yeah. And thank you. Because I think that's such a, a great lesson uh. for life, don't you reckon?
5: Yeah, just start just bring you to silent night. <laughs> yeah. When to you're a room full of yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so that brings me to Dave Warnicke sitting down there with his palm trees. Hello. Hello. Welcome Dave. So I feel like you have got a similar vibe to that to my dad Dave in a way.
2: Uh, I'm embarrassing families. <laughs> left yeah. They're not even my own.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm just singing. Yeah. I want to ask you about um, why you have this ability to just to make lots of things and get out there and, and put yourself out there. Why do you think you've got
2: that? What do you think? It's funny you say that, like, I'd be that guy that is a bit like your dad because in some situations I'm incredibly uh, nervous and the absolute opposite, which you really? wouldn't think on, on paper, for example, at dress-up parties. Mm. I hate dress-up parties. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you, man. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. But I, like, I'm a, like a, I've got a drama degree, <laughs> I love attention, you know. Yeah. I sh- yeah. On paper I should be very into that kind of thing. But Correct. I go to a dress-up party. The whole way there, I'm in the car. This is the only dress-up. The last I went to a dress-up party was in high school. You're driving there, and I'm just panicking that I'm the only one dressed up and or the only one who hasn't dressed up enough. Get out of the car. And this happened, the uh, modern-day example of the dress-up party, an engagement party where the theme was cocktail. What the fuck does that mean? (laughs)
5: What does that mean? He asked me. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I said to you,
2: would you wear a tie?
5: I'd say yes, because you can always take it off, shove it in your pocket.
2: Hell yeah. Well, I wore the tie, and no one else did except for a six-year-old man. <laughs> it was me and him, the only two tie people. And I felt incredibly self-conscious at that party. I think. So. so sometimes I do feel self-conscious, but on the other end, I do like to perform and create stuff. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes I'm unnecessarily overconfident. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, On paper, I just shouldn't be. But I am, baby. Um, So, yeah, it's funny about little things like social situations, maybe I don't have that confidence like your dad maybe would. Correct. But put me on a stage and I'm singing Silent Night in German, (laughs) which we did in my primary school choir. Schlaft in him. Give it a round before that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank
1: that was you.
2: so impressive. <laughs> I remember it. I remember that. So, anyway, what was your question?
1: Yeah. I'm not really ties? sure now. Actually, I'm really fascinated that you just said that because you told me a story on the show about how you used to be a children's performer oh, and
4: you yeah.
2: would
1: dress up for a living yeah. and go to people's places.
2: Facebook reminded me that this week, nine years ago, I first dressed up as Santa. <laughs> Santa. Can you tell that story, please? If
4: the Santa story? Which one? <laughs>
2: The one where everybody
4: was mad at you, <laughs> all the kids were mad at you.
2: Oh, well, uh, there's two... Uh, oh, there's two, okay. There's two Santa stories. <laughs> one is uh, the first time I dressed up as Santa, I went to a... Uh, I have told this on your show, I'm sure.
1: You have, Anyway, yeah.
2: the quick version is I went to the party and I was basically beaten up by a group of kids. <laughs> the world's worst. And then they waited for me as I left the party to be, like, waving me as I drove away. Half an hour later, I was, like, having a panic attack in the car. <laughs> anyway, uh, lived to fight another group of kids and <laughs> <laughs> went... The other one is this the most stressed situation I've ever been in my life, mm. performance or any other or otherwise. I had three parties in a row and the second one, I, um, I, went, I was in the city and then I had to drive out to the suburbs and there were three different characters so I had to dress up as a wizard and then Santa. And then in the, the second one... Same beard, right? Same beard? Yeah. yeah that's, that's the only thing that's the <laughs> same. Okay, and then the second one... I'm changing, so I've got, I'm in, I've got my car open, but then I lost my keys, and I could not find the keys. Obviously, I can't start the car, so I'm like, all right. So I'm in the middle of the city, and then I started walking down uh, Swan, no, no Swanson Street, like Lonsdale Street, I think it was, and um, I'm dressed fully as Santa, carrying a box full of stuff with a stereo on top. It's a 38-degree day. It is so hot, and I'm trying to wave down a taxi, and they just think Santa is waving at them. <laughs> They kept driving past, and I had a guy be like, hello, Santa. I'm like, stop the fucking car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then uh, I was like an hour late to this party and it was pretty horrific, so. I'm impressed. I'm so, impressed. yeah, I got, much got a bit of here? trauma associated with, <laughs> with Christmas. I, I that this was nine years ago,
1: which means how old were you? So I was
2: nineteen. It was my uh, first job, at, my first uni yeah. job.
1: So I just love imagining nineteen-year-old like little Dave with his like, little skinny, fresh face with a massive
2: Santa beard. Oh, the, so I had a fat suit on, which was like here and here, but not arms or legs. <laughs> <laughs> so it looked like a turtle coming out of its shell. <laughs> 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 Did All right. Did I find the keys? Uh, yes, I had to go back to the car later that night. And they'd just fallen under a seat. Oh. It was incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> and I had to call my dad. Yeah. That was the embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And then he yeah. started singing silent. No, <laughs> it was so embarrassing. The whole thing. Yeah.
1: Okay, well, thanks for that, Dave. I have got one more guest, actually, to bring out here before we continue talking. So... We have got our final person is an amazing lady. She makes donuts, but she is also a lawyer for the Department of Justice with Chanel as well. And she's the queen of side hustles. And she's even got a special surprise for everybody here tonight as well. Can you please put your arms, arms, hands, feet, put your feet together for the incredible Cleo
6: Karama. Woo! (laughs) She's wearing such a cool top. I love your top. Well, Claire said, come to Halibut. We're just going to be on the stage. There's going to be Oprah couches. We're just going to eat donuts and wear a really cool top. There's going to be nobody here. So I'm glad that that's not the case and that everybody's here. I know. (laughs) I'm (laughs) glad. I know. There's actually people. It's very exciting.
1: Thank you so much for coming. You were late today as well, right? Because you had a big... Yeah, you were
6: late. I was late, but I also couldn't find the stage door. And I was like, where's the set? It's, it's apparently there, um, it's camouflaged, and I was just standing at the stage door, and Claire's like, we're starting in 10 minutes, I'm like, I'm, I'm here, I just can't get on the stage, I can climb on the stage, but is that what, well, are we climbing on the stage, or are we coming from the back? No, we can climb, we can That's climb. That's alright, yeah. I've done a lot of squats, I can climb up yeah. here, I'm very impressed, yeah. Um,
1: so, tell me, you are a lawyer, right, yes. for the Department of Justice, which I always think makes you sound like a superhero, as is Chanel. That's really cool. But you also
6: have a side hustle. Do you want to just
1: tell us again about your side hustle? Sure. What is your side hustle? So
6: my side hustle is donuts. So I make Italian donuts. Um, yeah, it started a couple of yeah, it started a couple of years ago, um, and it started with something called Sweet Charity. So that's what I'm going to be talking about today. Yeah. Actually,
1: yeah, yeah,
6: which is, I mean, first up, every time
1: someone just says donuts, I then. All I think of is donuts, and I can't hear what anyone else says after
6: that because they sound so delicious. Actually, people have forgotten who I actually am. Like, I'm not Cleo anymore. Like, I don't have an identity. It's just don't you make, oh, the girl that makes donuts, the girl that makes donuts. Yeah. 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 I'm actually fine with that. I, actually, I, I, think I, I think I prefer that now. Like, I, I usually don't even introduce myself as Cleo anymore. I'm just like, I, I, I am. I make, yeah, I make donuts. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's my that's yeah, my job. Yeah. So your your business is called Holy Bumbleina. It is, yeah, it is because <clears throat> you make beautiful bumbers. Yeah, they're gorgeous. <laughs> so tell us how um, that started. How did you start making donuts?
6: Yeah, so a um, couple of years ago, started um, working at. I've been working at the Department of Justice for a while now with Chanel. Um, and at the time, I started a little thing at work called um, Sweet Charity. So there was a little jar on a Friday, cookie jar, um, and we're just collecting gold coins for different organisations um, that we work with. So at the time, I was working in family violence and victim support. Um, and I just thought it'd be a great way to complement our work um, by actually raising funds for some of the organisations that we work with. And it got really popular really quickly, and the expectations started to rise. So it was Oh, it's, it's, you know, where's the cookie jar? Guys, it's, it's Tuesday. Oh, but can't you just do it every day? Oh, okay. I'll bake every day for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so it got really popular. And um, at the same time, that coincided with me and um, personally just looking for, um, to inject a bit of creativity in my life. So I've always, um, probably like Claire, started lots of things. Um, and never really finished them because they've never really been my thing. So I've gone through, you know, the tenor, the saxophone, the, the you know, the, the recorder, the piano, the violin, um, jewellery making, textiles. Being Santa. Being Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, cupcakes and then landed on donuts. And at the time I was living in Carlton and, you know, it's a big Italian vibe there. And I just wanted to make one product just one product and really perfect it um, and, you know, show, show a bit of create, my create, creative side through that. And um, and then I tested them on people at work, um, used them for charity there, and then, yeah, it became a little bit of a, well, now a fully-fledged side hustle. So, yeah,
1: yeah. 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 It's, it's so awesome. I think that's the thing that I've learnt through a lot of this process and what I hear a lot of people say too is that donuts or oh, donuts, See, that's what happens. As soon as someone says Dark. that's all I've got in my head. Um, that it doesn't have to be your entire life changes when you decide to make something initially. Yeah. Like a side hustle, I think, is just something you do on the side. It doesn't yeah. have to be your main gig. Yeah. And, and you can start it really small. So I think, James, yours is the same, right? That was your Yeah, absolutely. I never
4: thought it would be anything other than just like a, a weird hobby. Uh, that that I was kind of, you know, doing in a dark room by myself. Yeah, I didn't think I'd have to get up and explain myself to to a room of people. But yeah, essentially, yes, yeah.
5: Yeah, sorry, it kind of snowballs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. It it starts as a hobby. Same for us. We never would have imagined when we start. We just—I didn't know what a podcast was when the boys asked me to do one. I was like, "Yeah, okay." (laughs) (laughs) You never said that before. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are fun. Let's do that. And you know, we just got back from a three-week tour around the UK. Like that was never something we thought could happen. It just snowballs and it would be the same. sold-out UK tour, by the way. A round of applause for that. Oh, thank you. It's so amazing. Yeah. And it just, it starts as something small and it
6: just kind of grows from there. And then you kind of get to a point where everyone's saying, you know, why, why are you working a desk job? Just, you know, make donuts all day. And there are times where you're like, yeah, I just want to make donuts. And there are other times where you know, your hair is just full of flour and you're just looking at yourself and you're like, is this what life has become? Because like, yeah. donut making does not come with hair and makeup artists. It's just That's you it. and a big mess sometimes. Um, and then I really look forward, in those moments when I'm, you know, it's, it can get pretty tiring, I, lo- I really look forward to going to work. And and we're lucky in the sense, um, Chanel and I, at justice, and that our work is really rewarding, and it's in the public interest. Um, and so it's 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 kind of at the moment I'm still on is still on that journey where it's really nice to have both things in my life. Yeah. Mm.
4: So for you guys, is it one escape? You, you escape Pretty one much, to get to the yeah. other? Is that <laughs> idea? Yeah. Well,
3: I think I think yeah. As Cleo mentioned, it is can be quite a rewarding job, but unfortunately because. A lot of it is administrative and sometimes repetitive. There's a lot of monotony that comes along with working for a government department and my public servant friends and colleagues at the back there, I'm sure, can attest to that. So having a creative outlet just stops you from going a bit crazy (laughs) when you have to draft the same document over and over and over (laughs) again because they don't like where the commas are or where the full stops are or they don't like the, the way that the sentence is written. So... There's something about having a creative outlet that just is kind of like a pressure valve. It sort of releases the yeah. irritation or the stress yeah. and um, allows you just to... F- like. And for me in particular, because I'm so sedentary with my job, I get in at 8.30 and I sit in it. My friend put it quite well. She said, I come to work and I sit in a corner for like eight hours a day, five days a week. Oh, and God. Like, it's so depressing. <laughs> so at least this way... I get to move my body and sort of, yeah, just connect with people on a completely different level. I think the other thing for me too is it's quite quite fulfilling when people, like, are grateful for the thing that you can do that is, like, a little piece of your heart, I think. Like, with our work, we are, I think we are doing something good for the community, but you rarely see a reward. I don't know whether Cleo agrees with that. It's It's a long way away, but I think... When you make a donut for someone and it's really delicious or you teach a class and they wake up, like come out of their shavasana with like a big smile on their face, they look rested and relaxed or they just tell you you've made their day. It's just really, it's really fulfilling, I think.
6: Yeah, and, with, and I feel the same. That's why I have pursued this um, the charitable part of my business is that I, through my work I feel like I'm giving but I can't see the outcome of it sometimes and that can be a bit frustrating even though I know that it's there. Um, and with Donuts I started working with this really great um, organisation. I'm not sure if you've ever... Come across them, or actually sought help from them. Um, wire Women's Information, and they're this really great um, female support um, network and community and referral centre in the city. Um, and I started um, raising funds for them, and we ran an event um, this year as well. And I really saw how you know my creative my creative venture, how it could directly impact not only on. On that organisation, but the people that they support, and there was a different feeling that came out of it compared to the feeling that I have, you know, when I when I write a brief or or something like that at work, um, and then just seeing how great giving feels like it's a bit selfish, but giving feels is a bit addictive, um, and it's it's yeah, it's a really really good feeling. It's it's almost as addictive. As sugar. Actually, take that back.
1: (laughs)
0: More addicting than sugar.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I think that goes back to what you were saying, Jess, right? About connection, too. That at the end of the day, if it's donuts or yoguring or jokes or shouting about Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's what life's about, right? Yeah, Yeah, It's just about connecting with
5: people. And, yeah, in different ways. And I think you figure it out. You figure out your way of connecting with people because we're all good at different things too. Yeah, I've yeah. changed a lot in the last month or so. <laughs> now, like, nothing matters. Do yeah. what you want. Is it fun? Do it. But also, something I'd like to point out as well, because, I mean, your whole show as well is about starting something and keep, keep making it. And I think that uh, there's a really hard lesson. When it does snowball, you can get... There's momentum, and that's amazing, but you can get a bit stuck in it. And the thing that I, it took me a really long time to learn is that it's okay to stop. It's okay to pause as well um, in terms of, you know, I've I've stopped doing performing stand-up and then there's a lot of self-talk of going, well, you're never going to get the opportunities that you were getting because of the momentum you had running and it's like other opportunities will come up. I wasn't enjoying that thing for a little while and that's okay too. I think you just have to listen to yourself a bit better. It's taught me a lot more of I've become a lot more introspective and... This is just over the last sort of three years of doing stand-up and the last year of therapy. Um, <laughs> that you, it's, you have to listen to yourself and go, well, if something isn't bringing me joy, if it's making me stressed, then it's okay to pull back a bit from that as well and go, I need a break and, and come back to it refreshed and, and you want to do it again. Or sometimes you go, I've done that for a period of time and I've got everything I can out of it and I've, you know, connected or I've given as much as I can and it's okay to, like have an end date as well. I know that's the opposite of what your podcast is about. (laughs) And I'm sorry to throw that out there. Just make the thing and then stop. Yeah. (laughs) Just make the thing, do it for like three years till you hate it, then stop.
1: Yeah, and nothing matters. Yeah, Yeah. but I, I would agree with that too. Or I think that like humans are designed to make stuff, right? I think we're not happy unless... We're making something where they're at that just be that you like to make a really good spag bowl or like a meat spice mix, like your husband loves to cook. But we have to have some way for that pressure valve to go off. But it doesn't have to keep being the same thing. I totally agree with you that. You
5: can either stop it, or it can just change slightly. You can adapt it to make it something slightly different to what it was before. By the way, I've got a lot of ideas for the podcast. <laughs> oh no! I know Dave. Nothing matters. <laughs> New title? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> interested?
1: Yeah. yeah ex- oh god. Um,
4: <laughs> I just want to see your logo, but the picture of you has changed, so it's. Just- <laughs>
5: just... <laughs> right, okay, I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Just says, Don't go on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that <laughs> was go
1: so good. On. Don't go on. Give him a clap. A round of applause. <laughs> well done. What is your name, sir, over there? Also, James. James. Also, James. Good solid name. What on James? Excellent. Hey, yeah, he's your new friend now. Yeah. yeah. Let's That's... swap. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we're. To the end of our show, but I wanted to just throw it out there. Does anyone have a question for any of our illustrious panel? Just <laughs> pop your hand up and all like anyone out there got a question I they want to ask? Oh Beth, is that Beth? Yeah. Hello, you came in before and looked confused. The stage door is very confusing. I was just
5: wondering when you were
4: working full time as a teacher and doing your society, when did you find the time? Yeah, no, it, it was exhausting. I just uh, for the for the recording. The question was, where do I find the time to work full-time and, and do another full-time thing on top of that? Yeah, it was just kind of pushing through and just getting home and then working till midnight and then getting up, which I don't recommend at all. <laughs> That's not, but but it was it was easier then uh, than it would be now with, with, it, with a kid. But yeah, it was just kind of a persistence. And it was also, the big thing was setting a goal. So every Sunday, I'm like, I'm going to have this video out this Sunday, no matter what. So I'm just going to knuckle down and do that. And when we lived up in the Kimberley, we didn't have any internet, so I used to I used to to walk across to the school, get all the images I needed on really terrible satellite internet, walk home, edit it, and then walk back on a Sunday and it would upload for four hours. So I did that for a year. And so it was... But I don't recommend that. But it was just the the compulsion. It was just like I have to do this. So it was it was the goal setting that made me that made me do it. I don't know whether that's good advice, but it's uh it's, it's what happened. No, it's here, terrible advice. <laughs> so,
1: and mind you, you you were tragic in like 35 degree heat, and because we you'd have to carry water as well, because you yeah, we couldn't drink the like... water.
4: Dingo dogs that would attack people. It was a really <laughs> terrible place. Yeah, there was that
1: white donkey that used to chase people. <laughs> that donkey you that was harassing people.
4: It was really yeah. terrifying. You couldn't it swim. Just... We're on the coast with a crocodile so you couldn't swim. <laughs> it was a terrible place. It
1: was terrifying. And the brolga. The brolga oh, yeah, is weird
4: like... bird Oh God. around.
1: Brolgas are huge for anyone that doesn't know. They're like the size of a person. And this brolga would just appear out of nowhere. You'd be walking across the oval and suddenly it would be like... <laughs> The brolga, like right yeah. behind you, and then yeah, there were a lot of creatures up there. It was a whole thing.
4: Anyway, I hope Thanks, that <laughs> that brolga story answers your question. Yeah,
1: exactly. <laughs> Anyone else got a question out there? I know this is not very professional with the. Well, or you can come recording. and talk
4: to us afterwards. We'll some of yeah,
6: will that's true. Here. We're going to be out in the bar, but um, as well, uh, Cleo has a special surprise too. I will be in the corner there straight after the event. Um, selling Bombolinas, um, so all proceeds are going to Care today, so they're $5 each. So you can really um, experience it. So yes, yeah, I'm over, so excited line up and have a donut and share the love.
3: Yeah, so awesome. Uh, yeah, another round of applause. Come on, that's so. Thank you. So
1: she's done that out of the kindness of her heart too. So she's um, Cleo's been frying. She she walked in and was like, "I've been frying," and I thought she said crying. I'm like, mate, it's gonna be okay. It's just a live I know, know you.
5: I know you're
6: nervous. I'm like, no, be yeah. frying.
5: <laughs> yeah, i have
1: mean, be frying, Claire. Frying. I'm like, okay. Thank God. I've been crying. Yes. Um, and so also on your tables, because $5 um, from your ticket today is going to Care Australia to support women and girls around the world. So on your tables today are little brochures. So if you want some Christmas cheer and want to give back this year. Oh, they're right. Nailing it. You're nailing it, Claire. You're nailing it. <laughs> Um, So they're just there for you as well Um, and you can just check those out and and take those home if you want some Christmas gift ideas as well. Um, But, yeah, before we finish, is there one more question? Anyone? Oh, yes. Do you have advice for getting your thing off
6: the ground, like getting
1: through that really hard stuff? Oh, that's a great question. So advice for getting a thing off the ground at the starter phase.
6: Oh, I'll throw to our illustrious panel. Anyone want to answer that one? I would say be just really love, first of all love and be confident in whatever you're you're doing and you're pursuing. What, it's it's a lot of work and unless you love it, um, you won't you won't it won't last for you. So once you love it and you're motivated, talk to as many people, approach as many people, even if you feel silly doing. I remember just literally grabbing a box of donuts and walking around Carlton and walking into cafes and and facebooking them and emailing them and just be like, hey, I'm Cleo. I make Italian donuts. You guys want to try? Just blatantly spam and annoy people, <laughs> and I'm telling you, you'll be on stage one day. Yes. That, that's that's <laughs> great advice. advice. <laughs> annoy everybody. Annoy yeah. everyone. Yeah. They'll love it in the end. Don't <laughs> worry. Dave, do you have an answer for that too? Uh, hi,
2: Katie. Uh, I think <laughs> the best thing would be to find something that you are really excited about and try and maintain that excitement because. Often I get an idea and I'll get really excited about it, and then a couple of weeks later, I'm like, oh, that's you know, it's too many, that's, that's a bit hard, this, uh, and then I'll get distracted by something else. And with, with an idea that you're going to persist with, there will be a point where you're like, oh, do I want to keep making this? But if you're really excited about it and you can maintain at least some sort of excitement, and uh, especially in the initial stages, so you can put in a bit of work into it, that way you, you've you've come this far, you may as well keep going. But yeah, I'd say that you've got to pick something that you really want to do, yeah. Cool.
5: yeah. I would say, um make the time for it, which is why I was nodding when James was talking about full-time job and uh, everything else as well. I was the same in terms of working full-time and going to stand-up gigs and doing the podcast. We record that after Dave finishes work on weeknights. We make the time for it because it's what we love to do and uh, it is rewarding. So, yeah, it, it comes down to sometimes you go, I don't have the time and you do, you just have to make the time. And if you love something, if you like doing it, it's not that hard to make the time. It kind of feels like, oh, I can't. I have to work on that thing I absolutely love to do. (laughs) Like, that's not really a chore.
4: I think also sleep when you can is important. And
5: Uh, drink enough water. Yes. Stay hydrated. (laughs) Exercise. Fresh (laughs) vegetables. Call your mum, you know. When I...
4: (laughs) <laughs> when we had our kid, our first and hopefully only kid.
5: Uh, <laughs> I have something to
1: tell everybody. <laughs>
4: <laughs> but because I, I was working at, at school with, with Matt and I didn't have an office, so I was so tired from the kid, I would go into Matt's office and sleep under his desk at lunchtime and then I'd go home and work and the kid and whatever. So, yeah, you just kind of squeeze everything in yeah. when you can. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did I ever tell you that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> 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 he didn't know he was asleep. So <laughs> um, I was just going to say... Find, I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but find your creativity buddy and mine is Claire. Hello. Um, Because I tend to be the person with ideas but over-rationalises everything so I talk myself out of it and then nothing ever comes of it. Whereas Claire would come up with an idea and it's always so grandiose and in her mind all I can see is, like, the scene from Aladdin where there's, like, elephants coming down the street (laughs) and, like, trumpets (laughs) And I was like, wow, your mind is amazing. Okay, so, so there's another surprise at Halibar. Yeah. there's <laughs> elephants outside. Yeah, no. it's the scene from the beginning of The Lion King. <laughs> nah, it's a there's a pup. No, I'm joking, sorry. Timmy. So yeah. I think if you can find someone who... Um, they don't necessarily have to be into what you do, but is willing to listen to you go on and on about it <laughs> and still want to hang out with you afterwards, then I think that really helps, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would totally agree with that. And I think... Yeah, find someone that you want to do it with. I reckon roping people in to whatever it is that you're going to make or do is the best thing because they keep yeah. you going and that friendship that you yeah. build. You don't right? want to be
4: dragging somebody with you. I, yeah, that's that's just like that's painful. With with Mason, I make fun of him because he's the worst. We all know that. <laughs> we all agree collectively that that's true. But. Because he's so funny, and you can throw anything to him, and he's just on board for everything. It's the same with you guys, and you guys, obviously, you know. So yeah, that's that's a big part of it, I think. Yeah,
5: it holds yeah. you accountable too. Yeah, like I have to turn up at the podcasting <laughs> studio because the boys are already there. You know.
6: Yes. I have to go. Yeah, <laughs> And if you don't have anyone, just set up multiple WhatsApp groups just yeah. called Bombolina Groupies and just, like, caveat, I will spam you at any time and I'm allowed to do that. And you just tell, talk with your friends. I've got some friends that are like... I'm not going to answer you, but I got your message because it's just so constant. I'm like, it's okay, I just needed to vent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's such a great idea
1: because social media, right, allows you to build those kind of groups too. Um, and I would say for me, because I'm like, as Chanel said, a big grandiose plan person that I love, like big ideas and big costumes and big schemes that don't always come together or that I've struggled a lot with actually that consistency that you guys were talking about and having someone like Chanel who once she starts a thing, she's bloody goddamn going to finish it. And keep doing it. And that has... To the point of being annoying. No, but, like, there was early days in the beginning of this podcast where, because doing something creative and putting it out there, like you were saying, Katie, is really, can be quite terrifying. But Chanel, once we started it, would just always text me and be like, mate, where's the podcast? When are we podcasting next? Come on, let's do this. When are we going to do it? And so it enabled me to, to keep making the thing because, yeah, so... I just want to say thanks, Janelle. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you're cool. You're the best. Oh, you're the best. Okay, everyone can leave now. <laughs> no joke. Um, yeah, so I guess that's the end of our show, really. Um, I just wanted to say thank you so much to everybody for being here and all of you guys for coming as well. I feel like you should just all give yourselves a big round of applause. So go on. Yay! It's so awesome. Um, so this has been Just Make The Thing, a podcast for people who want to start a thing and keep on making it. I hope that you're all out there now with your grand plans and your schemes getting your stuff out there. Um, where can we find you all? Share first. Cleo, go. Instagram at holybombolina.
2: And just there.
6: And right in the Yeah, go see her after the yeah. show for some delicious yeah. bombers. Wherever food. there's donuts, I will be there.
2: Correct. I'm really excited, by the way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> really, really pumped about that. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Dave Warnke is my thing, and my new podcast is called Book Cheat. So I'd love if people could give that. It's a book club podcast where I've read the book, so you don't have to. <laughs>
3: <Thank you. laughs> yeah, I know I love I've you. I've got a tagline.
2: What Hello. a wanker! Oh God. <laughs> What a
1: one it. No, it's so good. Oh, just before the show, I asked Dave to do the like over the, the thing <laughs> from behind the stage, and I said, oh, just do a practice run." And he was like, "Hello and welcome to just make the thing. It's close." she it was so much commitment. I loved yeah. it. Sorry, Jess.
5: Um, you can find us at Do Go On Pod uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, I'm just Jess Perkins on Instagram or at my house if you want my address. <laughs> um, I probably won't say it out loud. Into a microphone, but just come ask later, and you can <laughs> pop round. Cool. I'm going to cool. give him
2: your address, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say you would not give me your address, so I don't know why I give it to them.
4: <laughs> I'm Mr Sunday Movies on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and the Weekly Planet podcast,
5: and yeah. your address. <laughs> <laughs>
3: uh, that's impressive, James. The best thing I can muster is Instagram. So I'm Ben Joerga Melvin and if you message me on facebook i probably won't see it so instagram's good don't bother
1: <laughs> don't bother exactly
3: you're real bad with facebook I <laughs>
1: No, no. Um, and, and your yoga teaching classes.
3: How can oh, you yeah, at the Department yoga of Justice. Classes? But it's a secure building, so you won't be able to get in unless you work there. <laughs> so start working at the Department of Justice and then you can come to my classes. <laughs> They're not very expensive, so I don't know whether that's an incentive We do you.
6: need help moving the tables at the beginning, yes. so you yes. need to oh. be strong in that sense. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Cool. And you can find me
1: um, at ClaireTonte on Instagram or at my house with James as well. Um, you can follow us at Make The Thing on Twitter um, and on uh, Facebook as well. And we would love to you to follow our stuff and join our community of people all around the world making stuff. So thank you so much. Uh, good evening and good night. Yay. And Oh, yes, and Rob, give Rob a big round of applause. He's been so awesome at helping us with the tech. And thank you so much to Halabah for organising it all and putting it all on, Um, and to Care Australia as well. So, excellent. Off we go. (laughs) Yay. Thank you. Well, you've been listening to a podcast called Just Make The Thing. This is our first live show. Thanks for sticking around. Um, and thanks also to our sponsor for this week, The Uncommon Podcast. Definitely go and check it out in iTunes or wherever you get your podcast from. Jordan Michaelides is a great interviewer and his guests are full of life wisdom. Okay. Thanks, guys. Till next week. Keep on making. Bye. Oh, and you can email the show at JustMakeTheThingPod at gmail.com with suggestions or questions or thoughts or a topic. We would love a topic. So um, email away at JustMakeTheThingPod at gmail.com.